Welcome to The Gap, where it's our mission to bridge the gap between javelin and baseball training styles. I'm Brett Hart, founder of Hitman Performance, head training and conditioning coach at Grind Athlete Performance, and ex-collegiate baseball player turned powerlifter. And I'm Dan Labadia, javelin coach at Southern Connecticut State University and the man behind Jack Javelin. Hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, so this episode we're going to be talking about social media as coaches and how it can help you, how it can hurt you, um, and just like kind of our take on what to do, what makes it better, what makes it worse, what we've found success in, what we've struggled with. And so, yeah. Yeah, so since the last episode, Dan's put on 5,000 followers, bulking a little bit on the social media. So I was just curious on what, like, what's your strategy when it comes to posting? Do you follow a certain schedule of like how you post? How do you break it down? Some are shorter, some are longer. Like how do you go about making that schedule and staying consistent with it? Yeah, so you know I have a, a loose um, content schedule that I follow for Instagram. Basically, is just I have like seven days, right? So I have a seven day rotation, and I don't even know the exact thing off the top of my head because I just follow it very loosely. But I just make sure that every week I have a certain, I check certain boxes, right? So I'll do like at least one throwing video a week, one arm care or mobility video a week, one lifting or bench press video a week, at least one nutrition post a week, and then at least like one podcast episode a week, which I know we kind of slacked on that for a couple episodes, but that's kind of like my structure. That that one's just tough because it's on Sundays. It's the only day that I'm not like focused unless I have it um, focused on work. I mean, but if I don't have that one like pre-drafted already, it's kind of hard for me to do sometimes. Um, but but yeah, so I kind of follow that loosely. Um, and then it also just depends on like kind of like what I'm promoting at the time. So, um, you know, when I was releasing Jack Javelin and, and pushing that and had the sale, I was posting a lot more like lifting related stuff. And now I'm running a nutrition challenge. So I'm posting a lot more nutrition related stuff. And also the season's coming up. So I'm not even really pushing my program right now because my program's like a three month off season program. So if you start it right now, it'll take you till April, which, um, like the end of April, which is like kind of too late almost. Like you could run the last phase in the beginning of the season, but it's more of like an off season program. So I'm not really trying to push that right now. I'm pushing more of the nutrition stuff and going to be pushing more of like the arm care and the throwing stuff. So if you're a coach like me who, you know, you have a specific sport that you coach, I kind of like let it, I let the content reflect the time of the year that, um, that we're in. Right. So off season, like this summer, like I'm going to go crazy with Jack Javelin because that's like the best time for people to run it is like the summer and the fall. Um, and then, like nutrition, I kind of all have like, you know, when am I going to promote nutrition a little bit more again? I'm not really sure yet. Um, I have it written down somewhere. I think, I think I have it planned for like late summer or something like that. But, um, yeah, so it's really just about like making your content reflect the, the time of the year for, for you as a coach. Um, and the big thing that, that shifted with me was when I kind of stopped viewing content as like, oh my God, I got to make content. Oh my God, I got to make content. But more of just like, I'm sharing my expertise with the people, you know, whoever cares to listen, whoever cares to watch, whoever cares to read it. That's just what I found helpful for myself and my athletes. And I'm sharing it to help other people. And that's where it turned into like, all right, it's not a job anymore. I'm just helping people. And then, um, just kind of like accepting the fact that you're going to suck at it at first. And that's where it becomes a volume game. And that's what like Hermosi always talks about is like, you're going to suck at something until you do a lot of reps at it. So it's like, if you post once a week, it might that you know that's that's 50 posts a year but if you post once a day that's 365 posts a year so you could make a lot more progress in a year of your content if you post every single day compared to if you post once a week because then you get feedback from the analytics the insights you're able to see like all right this post did really well why like was it educational was it entertainment purpose was it a throwing video was it a lifting video and so 
that's kind of like where you're able to see like, all right, what, what videos do the best, what videos do the best for views and follows, but what do, what generates the most questions in the comments or the DMS, what generates the most revenue in terms of a coach if you're trying to sell a program? Like, you know, I always think like that one, that one video that blew me up this last week that got me 5,000 followers, it has 300,000 likes, but it was just a, it was an entertainment video of me and Jordan just literally like being awful off the mound. And so that got a lot of follows, but in terms of like, you know, that actually generating revenue for me as a coach or actually like, you know, getting clients to work with me and actually be able to impact them, there's probably a very low chance that that post would translate to, to like someone hopping in my DMs and being like, Oh my God, I saw that, that post of you throwing, you hit hitting the mascot <laughs> at 72, like throwing it out of show bounds. Me, show me everything, you know, you know, like that's not happening from that post. I mean, it's a cool post. It boosted my following, boosted my engagement, but that I don't really expect much to come from that. Maybe down the road, six months down the road, if someone follows me off that post, they follow me for long enough. They might eventually like become a client of mine and want to work with me, but I'm not really like, that's not what the purpose of that post was. I think that like those types of posts for me, like, you know, you talk about with Yoke, I'm like the low IQ posts. Those are for me to just show people that, yeah, I'm a coach, but I have a personality and I'm not super serious all the time. I'm not just a robot. I'm not just all like science or whatever, you know, just all technique, all like conjugate, triphasic, like, you know, it, there's, there's, you gotta have like a personality and um, just be like, like a little bit lighthearted about it. Cause I think it's more relatable to people. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of coaches that definitely could benefit from just showing off like who they are as a person more so than just their training. But if that's all they are, then that's all they are. But I also think a lot of coaches should just be posting more because I, I, I've struggled with it in the past of like being afraid to post or like, what, like what would people think? Like, is this correct? And you kind of get like a little anxiety. Do you, do you have any of that when you post your ideas and philosophies? Yeah. I mean, definitely. Like I always get a lot of flack for some of my, I mean, not always, but some of my posts about throwing technique and whatnot definitely get flack. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like I'm still young and throwing, but I've only thrown 60 meters at one time. So like, that's like, you know, not great in terms of like being an elite javelin thrower. So I think that people kind of like have that, that notion that like Jordan's good just cause he's good, which is true. But like also too, that like, I don't know what I'm talking about in that sense, but it's more of just like at the end of the day, it gets results. And the way I say it and interpret it might be construed by an athlete completely different anyway. And it might end up helping them regardless. And so that's what I've found as well as like, there might be a change that I make in myself that say Kevin taught it to me that might not be, I might not explain it the same way that Kevin explains it, but the way that he explained it to me, I interpret it a certain way. I put it into practice. It still helps me regardless. And then the same thing happens when I'll go teach that to Jordan. Like I was telling you yesterday about what I, what I explained to Jordan. I was like, all right, what helps you get like more hip shoulder separation and like a longer, you know, block leg, like getting, getting more, like more of that no contact time on the, on the back foot. I was like, do you think about like putting your foot out a little bit more, your left foot out a little bit more? Or do you think more about faster right to left? And he was like, neither. They're both confusing to me. I just like to watch videos and uh, we just did enough drills at a lo lower speed that eventually I got better at it at full speed. And I was like, all right, cool. Like that's all, that's all you need. At all. Like he, it doesn't really matter like the way I break it down for him as long as like he gets it and as long as he makes progress and he's doing what I'm showing him. Like, you know, if we're watching a video of Vetter or something and we're like trying to replicate that, if he could replicate it, and it's the same and it produces a result, then that's how you want. I think that that's like a very underrated aspect of coaching is that like kind of we were talking about this last episode with like, you know, when I asked you, like, do you think like females need a lot of variation? And you were like, um, I don't think anyone needs a lot of variation because like if you just do the thing long enough, like, like it's going to work and you're not like the coach isn't like a superhero, you know, like I'm here to, to guide and 
to show what helped me, what's helped my athletes, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. I know that for a fact, like, it's hard to say because we haven't competed again this year, but like last year was the least amount that I coached Nevin and Jordan because I was at Upward a lot more. And um, the first two years I was on the team with them. So I was there every day. Now this year I'm there much more again because, um, you know, I have other ways that I coach online and stuff now. So I'm able to kind of buy back some of my time and spend more time with them. And I could just already see that me just being there more, they've gotten way better this year than they did last year. Like last year, they had the least amount of improvement. They both only PR'd by two meters. The t- two years before that, they both PR'd by like five or six each season. And last year, I was there the least, and they improved by two meters. And so I'll be very interested to see like this year if I'm just there a little bit more, spend a little bit more time with them, like regardless of like what my philosophies might be, it's probably going to, I think it's going to go pretty well. Yeah, it's going to be a sixth season. Yeah. Olympics, baby, here we come. <laughs> but um, I remember a couple years ago, I guess it would say it would be like weird if you said you got your information from Instagram. But I think now there's so many like good coaches that post like a lot of valuable information. Yeah. I remember at my internship, they told me, they asked like to explain, what was like contrast training, like post-activation potentiation. And so they asked the question, I answered it like pretty well, I guess, like of what I knew. And he's like, oh, that was really good. What book did you read that in? I go, oh, I got it off Instagram. <laughs> like, I saw a post about it. And he was like, oh, cool. I was like, yeah, I don't... Oh, he didn't roast you? No. He's oh, like, good. He's like, interesting. Awesome. I, was like, yeah. I was like, I knew the... That's the thing about it, too. He's like, if you know the answer, you know what you're doing, like, who cares where you got it from? Yeah. I feel like there's... For some reason, training the addition coaches love saying they read a lot of books and, like, the application of it is, like, harder for them, like, yeah. to actually, like, put it in practice. Because you sent me the... I'm so meat. glad I'm the opposite of that. I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I am, too. I, like, I try reading here and there, but... I like reading more about like philosophy and mindset stuff than just like the X's and O's of exercise science and sports performance because I would much rather learn from coaches that are very successful that I'm already doing it and already applying it and they're sharing their knowledge. So I might, I would be stupid not to listen to them instead of reading the textbook that they read and then trying to figure out like they already kind of did all the hard work. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're already experimenting and they already failed probably a lot. That's why they're. That's why you got to be careful of like who you listen to on social media because there are a lot of people that are like fake smart. That's the hard part. But like Zach DeCant, like his Instagram post, I learned a lot from and just copying him pretty much or whoever. Like Yoakum has a lot of stuff that I, like he doesn't, he hasn't published a book. Like he has, he says what books he's read and then he like puts it all together and then makes an Instagram post. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Might as well try it. Kids think my training's funny because they're like, what program are you on? I go, I make it up, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, it's an experiment. Like, I saw it on Instagram the other day. <laughs> but yeah, your, the meme you sent me was really funny. It was, um, like the intern explaining to the athlete, like this is the program you're on. It's like linear periodization, triphasic conjugate. You're in a powered block, and the athlete's like, huh? Yeah. What, what, what was it? What was that? But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter, you know. And, and um, I think that that's a good thing about social media too. Is like, like I, for example, like that upper body speed video that I posted. Oh, you you could give a really long explanation on how like the you know the movements like prime the central nervous system, and you know you want to use like. The upper body to be fast twitch as well and not just bodybuilding and blah 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 but it's like if you just post it the athlete doesn't need to know like why it it works i mean it's good to give like a little bit of context and stuff but like you know if i do it and they do it and i know what it's doing and they don't know what it's doing it's still doing the same thing yeah you know but um i think that like going back to the uh you know posting like everyday type of thing is that it's like you know if you post 52 times a year versus 365 times a year I think like Will, Will Rattel said that it's like winning a lottery. Yeah. If you post once a week, you're only posted 52 times a year. So it might take you like six years to hit the lottery. But then if you post every single day, 365 times a year, you might hit it in one year. And then that is what could change your life. You get that following and get more of that social media presence and 
be able to start helping more people because that's at the end of the day that's our goal is to be able to help as many people as we can as coaches it's not just for like clout or whatever not not just like a cool thing to have it's it's we're sharing our expertise we're trying to help people the more you post the sooner you are to actually getting the amount of followers to be able to have a real impact in this industry it's like um like studying or anything is like if you want to get a like master anything you have to put what was like 40 hours in or and what was from what was always saying is like if you just do 40 hours of work like you get good enough at the job in order to get paid for it or something like that it's like but the problem is that everyone waits like five years to do the first hour yeah they just keep pushing it back yeah because like if you just start you can probably master not master but like get really good at a craft in like a month a month time you just yeah. do a little bit every day absolutely and um yeah that's what i was going to say and, and that just like goes to show too it's like all right you know, and, and once you have that following too, it becomes a lot easier to, to gain more people because then the followers that are following you interact with your posts, share your posts, save, like whatever. And then it just keeps pushing it out more and more. Like, it's just like, you know, like I was saying, like I had like 300 followers this time last year. Now I have 15,000. It's because like I, during track season last year, like the videos of Jordan started doing well and it started like, just like being like, oh, these are doing good. Like, let me just post a little bit more. And then I had one video of him just on the Javi, just like talking about how like you rip the left arm down before you throw. You have an active left arm, but a relaxed right arm. And it got like 47,000 likes and it got me from 300 followers to 6,000 in like two months. That video blew up like a month after I posted it and it just kept bringing people in. And then I was like stalled out for a little bit. It was at like six to like 7,500. And then I started picking up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, hit 10K. And then I had this one post that blew up to 300,000 likes that got me to 15K in, in two, three days. So it's like, you know, stuff like that is that like, you know, you, the more you do it, the better you get at it, the higher chances of a post blowing up. And then, um, and then that's when I think the, the niche will find you, right? Like what type of people, what type of content does well. And that's where for me, like I've known, regardless of like what people say about my throwing posts, my throwing posts do the, what do the best, whether it's me throwing or Jordan throwing, they just, my algorithm and my followers are all throwers, like javelin throwers and baseball players. And so when they see throwing, they're, they're liking it. It's showing up on their feet a lot more. It's pushing it out. The algorithm's pushing it out. And so that's how I found a huge shift in my social media from a year ago to now is like, you know, a year ago I was, um, you know, I was training a lot of adults out upward. I was training Nevin and Jordan a couple hours a week at Southern. I was, um, training youth kids. I was trained, I was doing a high, high school class, you know, and then I was doing the nutrition program, which was primarily adults, but also like some people like you know, some overweight high schoolers like Peyton and he didn't like play a sport. He was just doing it. And so it's like, I had no, no niche, no following, like nothing this time last year. Like I knew what I wanted to do, but then I was kind of like, Oh, maybe if I could just like be more general, like strength and conditioning, like I'll help more people. But then it's like, um, I don't think that really like excited me that much. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, that wasn't what my purpose was. And then once, you know, the videos have hit of Jordan started doing better and picking up and like then people started liking my arm care stuff and started like and then I had Jack Javelin and I started dropping little nuggets like oh I'm releasing this workout program started getting people interested people like started loving the name saying like the logo was sick and like it's just a compound effect where now basically I don't work with any adults anymore unless they're on the nutrition program I am at Southern way more I'm back into throwing now myself I'm you know working on basically getting to the point where my thrower's nutrition program is bigger and uh and servicing just throwers and then you know eventually like i'll hire someone to do the adult side of things uh on nutrition as well but like that's where you know i'm not saying that that only happened because that one post blew up last year but i'm just saying it's that trickle effect where like that those posts of us throwing started doing well and gaining traction and then 
the specific workout program started gaining traction and the arm care stuff started gaining traction. And then, you know, I got pitchers from like Pennsylvania and Oregon and uh, California reaching out to me to be on my nutrition program. Virginia is another one, like stuff that I didn't even think was possible to like start working with me remotely. And so now I'm like, all right, cool. Like I want to be the guy for, for nutrition, for throwers and strength and conditioning for throwers. And so that's how it's just an example of like when I was posting, like, you know, a little bit of my adults lifting a little bit of my adults losing weight on the, the nutrition program, some videos of like my youth kid, like doing a box jump and me working with them and then some high schoolers. And then every once in a while, like Nevin and Jordan doing something at Southern, it was like, I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I had no direction. And so then it was like, all right, well, who does this guy help? Like, what does he do? You know, he's kind of just like a coach. Like he just does everything, which is like, I don't know. I was trying to be everything for everybody. And that was like, not my fault. It was kind of just the stage of the business and the stage of my career. I was less than a year in at that point. But it just goes to show how, like, the social media following could really shape your career and your direction. It's just you got to do it. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I'm less than a year in now. Like, I changed my whole – it used to be HP. Now it's Jack Javelin. Like, I got, now I'm, once I started mastering the Instagram game – or not mastering, you know, 15,000 followers. It's definitely not, like, a crazy amount. But, you know, for – for being here, you know, from 300 to 15,000 in nine months is like pretty good. And I got really consistent at that posting schedule. Then that's when I started being like, all right, let me, let me start a YouTube channel in November. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start small. I'm just going to do two up two long form videos a week, whether they're vlog style or educational or whatever. I just want to do two a week. Um, and then we have the podcast that we do once a week. And so it's like starting off with someone like you who might be like struggling to get into that routine. It's like, you just got to start you know, two, three days a week. And then you might start getting a little bit more inspiration to do more. You don't want to bite off more than you could chew. Like, I think a lot of problems that some people run into is like, they're like, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to post every day. And it's like, dude, like, good luck. You know, it's yeah. like, you're good luck posting every single day and not getting any positive feedback on it. Like, it's hard, especially if you're already posting on Instagram every single day, and you're not getting any positive feedback on that either. And you have a podcast that's failing. <laughs> it's like, it's hard to do a lot of volume and not get and not get an instant reward on it and i'm not saying or not get an instant reward but not get like any reward but that's what i mean it's like i think that you know if you're if you're someone that's struggling in it like instagram and tiktok are the easiest ones to do or like youtube shorts i guess but like instagram and tiktok like you could have one little post that does well and gains traction and it'll just like you know it, it could do a lot for you um but yeah that's what i recommend it's like once you master one then move on to the next don't bite off more that you could more than you could chew yeah, um, I liked what Gary Vee said a lot that helped me with posting was that he was just, uh, oh, and Angus Bradley, I guess, said the same thing. But Gary Vee was like, you are the niche. Like, don't worry about, like, trying to find, like, a super uh, select group of people to try to accommodate. Like, just be yourself. And then usually the people that you want to follow you will follow you. Yeah. And then that's why I like reading, like, all, like, the philosophy books and, like, the other stuff and just learning because you just become a better, more interesting person. Like, I feel like a lot of exercise science majors or just people in general that are only about shaming conditioning. Like, that's all they know. That's all they talk about. And for, like, an average person, like, that, no one cares. <laughs> like, no one, no one yeah. really cares. Like, the posts that have the most engagement for me is when I just put my thoughts down onto, like, a black screen and then mm-hmm. write a caption. And those are the, and then I just post my training and my yeah. lift. Because that's just who I am, like, what I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. I think that's, that's like, a smart approach as well. And, um, and I just think it's, like, really cool, too, because, like, you know, a lot of times, like, that'll just kind of, like, follow you. You know what I mean? Like, even for me at Upward, it's like, I want to work with baseball players. And it's like, all right, who's Upward's main athlete population just so happens to be baseball players. Like it could easily be football. Like it could easily be basketball, like, you know, but it's, it kind of just like happened to be that way. And now it's like, I want that to be a place where like people are starting to come to me to work with me. 
um, at Upward and remotely and running Jack Javelin and then, you know, coming to like, big, better recruits trying to come to Southern and stuff too um, as the time goes on. But, like, yeah, I've heard Gary V say that as well. And, it, and it's just helpful because you're, like, right, like, you're, you don't have to, like, go out of your way to try to accomplish that. You know, it'll just, like, come to you. Um, obviously, you got to put in the work. And I've done a lot of volume of work over the last year to get to where I'm at. And it's not just, like, that one post blew up and I'm like, oh, I guess I got to start doing, like, you know, targeting all my things to throwers now. It's just, like, that's what I wanted all along. I just didn't really, like, know how to express that yet in Instagram and, like, there was a time where I was like, oh, this sucks. Like I've had Instagram for a year and I have 400 followers. Like I don't get any, anything out of this, but it's just like, you just kind of like keep doing it. And, um, and then once you start seeing that reward is when it becomes a lot easier to start doing it more for sure. Yeah. I mean, I always liked what Will said on the same podcast that he said about the lottery is that when he first started posting, he just tried to make it like more impressive to other strength coaches and like trying to post to like make sure like other strength coaches knew what you were talking about but other strength coaches aren't behind your program and they also don't care about the success of your business at all. So like him posting just like for the average viewer that like likes him lifting like ridiculous weights and just being a freak athlete, like that's what does the trick for him. So posting, not using like super fancy words, like how you would coach. Oops, sorry. I'm trying, to pull, I'm trying to pull up the caption that I wrote a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking, you have an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like trying to sound like way smarter than you are. And like people, people pick up on that and, I don't know even how many people read Instagram captions, but I like how Austin's captions on his like funnier videos have kind of stopped like being super long form and just like, all right, this is the post. Or like even um, like one of the guys I follow, his only caption for all of it is just content. Yeah, so yeah, just, I've seen that. Like, what was his name? Al- is it Alex D, I think? It was, fun. It was just funny because it's just his training. He does, some, he does some sick stuff, but it's not like he's trying to impress anyone with it. It's just, it's just who he is. Yeah, all right, so here you want to hear this example. So on my Dan Lab account, this is up there. So like my personal account, like the one that I basically only post like me and Anna's wedding photos now. So this caption was like written my, what was it? Ju- no, this was senior year. No, this is like grad school year of college. So fall of 2021. So like through two, about three years ago. Yeah, about two and a half years two ago. Half years, yeah. But I go, as humans, our bodies are always trying, and I'm way smarter than this now too. This <laughs> is what's crazy. Cause I, may, I know way more than I did back then, but this is what I was like all about. Cause I wanted people like that followed me from like high school and like college and like whatever to know that like, I know what I'm talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I go as humans, our bodies are always working to become more efficient, which is why if you have ever tried to gain weight, lose weight, run faster or get stronger, you may see some results right away, but then we'll hit a plateau. That is because your body is becoming used to the stimulus that you provided it with. We are an adaptive species. <laughs> adaptive species. And in order to get bigger, faster, stronger, leaner, you need to provide yourself with a different stimulus. That could be changing the amount of volume of your workouts, rest periods, amount of calories consumed, ETC. There are all different ways to change up your training and keep it interesting. That's why every season of the year, my season, my training has a different focus. I will train like a bodybuilder during the summer, a power lifter over the winter, an Olympic lifter slash track athlete during the fall and spring. This allows me to keep my body guessing while still staying focused on the task at hand for three to four months at a time. And then this, this, uh, one of my friends commented, thanks for the bio. All right. So that post got 334 likes. Okay. Then you go to my Jack Javelin, the one that I posted last week. It's a video of me and Jordan throwing off a mound, and the caption is Sector Foul. <laughs> 304,000 <laughs> likes, 20 million views. 20 million? They got 20 million? Yeah. Oh, my God. A lot, I think a lot of people watched it twice because like the accounts reached is like 8 million. Yeah. But like if all, if all 8 million accounts watched it, like two It's a short video, so it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's, that's what um, like Austin would say about it is like the hot guy on Tinder. It's like you would get all the likes 
like you get a ton of likes but like the quality of the people that you get like there's no like or if they even go on a date there'd just be like no substance because that's all they are like they're just the hot guy there's nothing to them yeah but then you need to have you need to do both like you need to have like posts like that where it's like a five second clip they just throw it to the top of the else top of the <laughs> batting cage yeah. and then yeah, but then the next then the next couple posts are like you go more in depth of like your training philosophy yeah, and throwing mechanics. exactly that's so like, that's why i really like like the low iq high iq like because the low iq just makes that funnel a lot larger exactly and the people that stay or the people that buy from you are going to be from the posts that like are more informational like i think my posts are like, like compared to comparative to like a year ago to now like a year ago i don't even think i had a thousand followers and that closest really? to, i feel like more than that i hit 1k in the um the old spot the old upward spot. Oh, okay. I so remember that. That was before December then. Yeah. 2022. So it was about like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah. And so I'm almost at, I'm at 16, I got almost at 1600 now. And I never thought it would do that. I started as a, just a workout journal, but then, um, I just thought it was funny that like, I know like my posts are pretty good, like information wise and I have good stuff to share, but it's just posting the stuff that like, isn't that informational like that. Like, I don't know. You feel like you have a hang up on that stuff. Yeah. I, it feels weird to me. Cause like, Oh no, I love that stuff. I know. Right? <laughs> I was like, I have a hang up on like the low IQ stuff. Like, this stuff's stupid. Like, no one's getting anything out of it. But then it's like, but then what you said is that it builds like an audience. Yeah. That's so like they can't funnel in and see more of the educational stuff. Yeah. Like, and no one cares how smart you are if no one reads it or yeah. knows about you. And plus, too, like, Hermosi said this as well is that like social media is adapting to the TikTokification of social media or whatever. So basically, that means like super short attention span and very algorithm driven. So followers are really just a vanity now which means that like they look cool like if someone clicks on your po- on your profile and sees like like for me it's like i follow less than 200 people but i have 15,000 followers they're like oh that's like a really good like ratio and like my my page is clean like i ch- try to keep everything nice and like aesthetic high quality like my highlights have um i have a, like, a decent bio like my highlights have like all the cover photos like i try to make it look very professional and clean so when people click on it they're attracted to it and so that's where like for me that's what the 15,000 means it doesn't like but at the end of the day if people don't follow and then come back to my page or come back to my post or watch the more in-depth posts and click the link in my bio and like look at them and like so I have an, a chance to actually like help them like one-to-one and have a conversation with them or you know for them to become a client of mine and work with me it doesn't really matter but it's more of just like uh you know it um it makes it it makes the quality of the content like like very important so that like somebody that has a lot of followers, it doesn't always guarantee you a lot of likes anymore because the algorithm dictates how much your post gets put out. And like, you know, the algorithm can tell if it's a good post or not, but based on the quality, based on like, you know, if I, even if I post a video from my high quality camera, but I don't crop it the right way. So that there's like black on the top and on the bottom, the post doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like for me, like I said, like if I do like a nutrition post that I put together on Canva, it doesn't do as well as like, you know, like a, a video that I put more time and effort into or a video that is throwing related that fits the whole screen has music like is edited well whatever so really it's kind of like an equalizer because like a lot of the times people that um that follow you might not see your stuff unless your stuff is good you know that's why i have a ton of posts that like have like 500 likes or less it's like you know it's a very small fraction of my following and um so that's kind of where the followers comes into play is like it doesn't really mean anything unless they're unless they're going back to your page to look at the higher iq stuff Mm -hmm. you know but yeah like obviously that funnel gets built and then you know so you're going to have that large amount of following and then how many people actually interact with your stuff how many people read your lower quality posts how many people visit your profile how many people click the link in your bio how many people download the free guide how many people actually like sign up to work with you it just gets smaller and smaller as it goes down but um 
that's where too like a lot of accounts follow a lot of people too so mm-hmm. the fact that like you know if you know there's a ton of accounts that follow me that are like 200 followers and they follow like 5,000 people it's like, zero followers zero yeah. posts no profile pictures 7,000 following yeah those bot accounts yeah so it's just like you know that's part of it too but that's another thing as well you got to take into account is like all right well I got if you got 5,000 followers in a weekend like I did then at what point do any of those get converted to actually hopping in my dms asking questions starting conversations so I can actually help them and stuff it might take like five six seven months so it's like right now I might not see any any increase or benefit from it but down the road I might um yeah it's like those people that have like 50k on instagram but they don't have any sales mm-hmm. they have no clients like there's there's a couple accounts like that that have like these really high number of followers yeah or their growth is just stagnant too so yeah. like you could tell that like you know they might have stopped posting or whatever you know they might they just they might not provoke provide value um and so people stop visiting even if they follow it people stop visiting their page their posts don't show up on their feed and then no one's getting like no one's getting any anything from it. Mm-hmm. So the big thing too is like, you know, I was telling you with like, uh, you know, sticking to like one podcast episode a week and like two YouTube videos a week just for the beginning is like, you want to make it, you want to make that, that posting schedule like sustainable for yourself. You know, like a lot of people I don't think realize how much like effort you put into like posting or how much effort you put into content. And especially when you're first starting out like us and we're editing or I'm editing the podcast, <laughs> or like yes, editing the YouTube videos or like, you know, sometimes I have um, tea, um, uh, edit them and stuff like that if I have a lot on the backlog but like you know what it's like when this doesn't really like generate us income we don't have the opportunity to like pay people for it. we're doing this all in our free time basically mm-hmm. and you know we already work 40 50 hours a week and then whatever content we put out is extra on top of that and um, you know it's like we have we have lives and stuff too like you got a girlfriend I'm married like we have other obligations and stuff that I think a lot of people like don't really realize and stuff but especially when you're doing it all on your own it does take up time, especially the long form content. And that's where I think that um, you need to start slow with that and then build it up. And even beyond that, I do think that there is a lot, a lot of benefit to having long form content just because there's not a lot of times where people on my Instagram might have a chance to hear me speak for 30, 40 minutes or watch like a video of me actually interacting with other people. A lot of the times I post like the highlight clips on Instagram and it's my athletes doing something or me doing something like working out or throwing whatever. But and like a lot of the YouTube videos, you get a chance to see me speak and see me interact with other people and show more of that personality side of me. And it's also like you get to see more of a of an educational demonstration of like, you know, if I have that upper body speed day, like that video I posted on my Instagram is like a quick video of me doing a couple demos. And then you watch the YouTube video, it's going to be 10 minutes long where I'm like explaining everything and you're watching me actually work out. And like you're seeing like a, a set or two of each thing and my explanation and my reasoning and then me interacting with like Nevin or Anna or whatever. And it's just like, that's where your diehard followers are going to be, you know? And that's why I think that if you're only on one platform and it's like Instagram or TikTok, like you're limiting yourself because you're not getting, you're not allowing anyone to have like any more insight onto like who you are as a person, your knowledge and your coaching philosophy. You have to then, you know, have everything in the TikTokification or whatever, like Hermosi says, which is everything in like that one minute, one minute condensed version of it, you know? And then just to like the type of world we live in as well is like, maybe a lot of people don't want to read a really long list of things, like a long caption, but they'd rather, you know, prop their laptop up at the dining hall and watch a 10 minute YouTube video of you while they eat. So, you know, it's just a different way for people to learn different way to pe- see people interact with you. And I think too, that like a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I post on Instagram, I, I'm very like sarcastic on there and stuff with like, you know, bench press is the best throwing exercise, like whatever. Like it's just, for me, it's a very quick, like type of social media where it's like, I post quick clips you know, I try to be educational, whatever, and like, um, 
every once in a while. But like, if you really want to be educated by me, that's where the podcast, the YouTube, the coaching, my free guides, that's where that stuff comes into play. And it's important to have a lot of that out there. So people don't get misconstrued. And if they do, if they are like, oh, you're irresponsible for how much you talk about like lifting weights and stuff. It's like, no, I'm not like, look at my other stuff. Like you're not looking beyond the the surface level. And if you do, that's your own fault because it's out there for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just important to have some type of long form content for your, your followers to get more of that insight on you as a person and as a coach. And it's like, not that it's, it's easy for them like to, you know, listen, listen to a podcast while they drive or while they're doing homework or whatever. Um, and it's not like, yeah, it's just a good a good option to have. And I think that like there's a lot of added benefit to it. Also helps you become a better speaker as a coach as well. Like I've noticed since we started this podcast and since I started having to force myself to get in front of the camera for like YouTube videos and stuff, like I'm way more comfortable talking now than I was before. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, talking in front of the camera with a mic on was a little weird at the start. Are you so slow? You need a calendar to time your forty. <laughs> 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 just yeah. I'm, I'm not a freaking social media guy, or I never used, like, never was. Yeah. But then, you just like, it. yeah, you gotta just, it's like anything. Like, I, I said that about, like, sprinting. I was like, I was never a fast guy, I never jumped high until I did way more of it. Yeah. And then, like, now my, my vert's really good. I'm pretty, exactly. I'm decently fast. I'm not, like, a track star, but, like, set, like, 17 year old Brett, if you told him you jump 36 on a jump mat, he'd be like, yeah, you're, you're shot. Yeah. Like, because that guy, well, like, never jumped that and high. I, and I think that that's, like, an awesome part of your story, and that you could be an inspiration to other kids who are in the same position as you that are, like, shorter stockier maybe they're a little bit overweight or whatever not saying that you were i know you had what was it what was the 21 miles an hour at 21 percent body fat (laughs) (laughs) but like you know what i'm saying though you gotta like that that could be part of your story it's like you know you don't have to always just be like the slow fat kid but you can get better at it um and and yeah i mean not that like you were fat and stuff like you obviously had we've both had our times where we were skinnier leaner fatter chunky muscular more muscular whatever but um it's just like that's part of your story and you just go and you share your expertise with the world and you know don't look at it as making having to make content right yeah i think that yokum said it good the one of his videos i was watching he was like you gotta make it part of your job like you know if if content posting was part of your, your like you'd show up to work to coach your athletes right we'll show up to your followers to post for them you know um make that part of your job make that part of your day, like weekly to-do list and, and have that content schedule and start with three days a week you know you already got the podcast that's one <laughs> got two more to go so yeah, he, he told me um i read the i'm gonna book. start having you from now on you're in charge of putting the podcast out each week man we ain't never getting those videos <laughs> Saying bad, but um, he told me like the the book by Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art, where it's literally just like you just have to sit down and do the work. Like yeah. you just have to do the work. It's that's what social media is. Dog, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Jerry Seinfeld. You know Jerry Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. Like the comedian. He would um, he would just lock himself in a room for two hours, and all he had was a notebook and a pen, and he wasn't like he didn't allow himself to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like he just sat there. Like you could sit there bored, if nothing's there. But if that's all that is, like he block off that time. All you have is a notebook yeah. and a pen. Like something's gonna come to you because yeah. you're gonna be bored out of your mind. That's what, I, I gotta be better about making a better study, like footwork focused playlist on my phone. Cause like I'll keep my phone there just for like the music. Because like when a, a good like a bad song comes on that uh, I don't like, like I'll skip it. But then yeah, I, I end up, I end up like, yeah, I end up getting distracted sometimes. Like, I noticed that earlier in the day I do way better. Cause like I'm just like if I wake up at like five to hammer out a project, I'll be able to focus on it. But like if it's like past seven and I'm trying to do focus work, it's light out, people are awake, whatever. It's way easier to get distracted. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, just something about it. But all right, 
that wraps up this episode. Social media. If you're a coach out there, start posting because it could change your life. Yes, sir. Road to 10K. Let's <laughs> go.